Hi. Hello. No intros today. Just sit down, shut up, and strap in, because it's about to get autistic in here. Whoop whoop! Hi, everyone. Uh, happy Halloween. It's going to be Halloween when this drops. It's not Halloween right now. We're still, like, nine days away, I think, but, like, it's going to be Halloween when this drops. Happy Halloween! Marvel did another horror thing. Yeah, they did, baby! Ah! So we get to talk about Marvel again, baby! You know I take every excuse to talk about my hyperfixation. Oh, I'm so excited. I loved this movie so much! I love that we were talking about this earlier, and you were like, I don't know if I have enough to say about it. I was like, oh no, I have to lead the discussion about my hyperfixation, my favorite thing. <laughs> well, Man. the problem is, unfortunately, that like the vibes are so choice that I really, like, I was trying to think of smart people things to say about this movie, and literally all I could think of was just like, ah, spooky Marvel movie, ah. <laughs> it's okay, I have smart people things. Good, probably, good, good, good. But we should probably let the audience know what we watched. Yes. And what we watched is Werewolf by Night, directed by Michael Giacchino, starring, oh god, I, is it Gail Garcia Bernal? I, I think it's, I think it's Gail. Gail, Laura Donnelly, and Harriet Sampson Harris. Just... Any uh, Spanish speakers who listen to this podcast, uh, I'm sorry in advance for uh, how frequently I'm going to butcher uh, Gael Garcia Bernal's name. He was wonderful. He was great. Uh, I, I'm i very white. <laughs> yeah, we're very white, unfortunately. I'm super white. Um, there's probably so, a more authentic way to say his name, but unfortunately... We are white. I, I my, my mouth don't do that, unfortunately. So... Are, listen, it would be worse if we tried. So. That's true. Like, we, we would just become that guy who goes to an Italian restaurant and is, like, talking to the waiter in English, but is like, Hi, I'll take the fettuccine Alfredo. See, I could do that, actually, because I took, like, five years of Italian. I don't remember pretty much any of it, but I feel like I could do that and be okay with it. <laughs> like, for some reason, attempting to pronounce the foreign word accurately is, to me, much more embarrassing than just just <laughs> saying it. Do you know what's embarrassing, Taylor? Walking up to a fucking movie theater, movie theater, movie theater uh, desk in 2012 and be like, hi, can I get a ticket to Les Miserables? Les Miserables. Oh, God. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Werewolf by Night. Holy Hell shit. Yeah. Marvel did a werewolf. Marvel did not only a werewolf, but like a 1930s slash 1940s black and white werewolf movie. So this is actually not a movie, but a quote-unquote special presentation. And I don't know if you guys want some, like, deep Marvel fandom dirt. I do. Yeah, I know that's what all you guys listen to our horror podcast for, is Marvel fandom drama. <laughs> but, okay, so, for those not in the know... Give me the lowdown. Basically, Marvel announced a whole shit ton of shows coming out, right? And a whole bunch of, like, content, TM. And our good friend Kev over at Marvel Studios, Mr. Feige himself, seems to have bit off a little bit more than he could chew. Because very recently, and I don't know all of the details of this, but I know there was a big kerfluffle with Blade. Specifically Blade. LOL. Vampire movie. Which, like, brief aside, I didn't know Blade was Marvel until very recently. I was just like, oh yeah, Blade, the 90s vampire action movie. No, it's Marvel. Anyway. So... Because, like, WandaVision did really well, they were like, oh, cool, let's greenlight all of these shows, and we can just do all of those and have a lot of content coming out. And good old Kev did not realize that this would result in his production teams being spread super fucking thin. 
And recently the whole thing with Blade was that like, I think the director stepped down and there was like a script and there was a few pages of it and it was apparently not very good. The Marvel fandom, of course, imploded upon itself upon hearing this because God forbid there be any trouble at Marvel. And basically what happened was Kevin, Mr. Feige, basically was like, okay, we are going to take some of these shows and shorten them down to, sh- to special presentations. From what I know, because there's still no like official announcement about what's being made into a special presentation and what's not, anything that has been announced like as a show going forward, anything that is like on the timeline is staying a show. So like... Obviously, Loki season two has been filming for a while. Whoop, whoop. Thank God. Uh, the, the only one I'm really worried about, I'm, or I was worried about, was Coven of Chaos. But Coven of Chaos starts filming in, like, either a month or two months. And it She's would be, safe for now. It would be categorically insane for them to suddenly shorten it, it down when they've presumably already dumped shit tons of money into, like, sets and costumes. So, she's safe. Thank God. She's safe. Thank God. The ones we love that her. Are, the ones that are like getting shortened down or that are in danger of getting shortened down are like the ones that have been like slated, but not like haven't really started production. They've just been announced. So like I think Nova and Wonder Man are like two of the ones that are being like fucking considered. Wonder Man. Listen, I need everyone to right now join hands with me over the airwaves and pray that fucking Wonder Man gets turned into a special presentation. Not because I have... Well, no, actually, I do have something against Wonder Man because he kisses Wanda and I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like Wanda kissing anyone who isn't her husband. Thank you. Or me. She can kiss me. That's true. But yeah, so that's the whole thing with the special presentations. Werewolf Fight Night is the first one. I don't think... I think this was originally supposed to be a special presentation. And I'm very glad that it was because I like, first off, I think it's cool that it's like the same length as a Universal Monster movie. I think that's rad. And yeah, I, that's like the, I do like when things are short. Is the Me thing. too! I like when things are short. I liked this like cool little bite-sized introduction to this like monster hunting side of the MCU. I thought it was really fun. And like, listen, again, this is the last time I'm going to complain about the Marvel fandom at length and... After this, I'm going to start putting quarters in the fucking jar. I don't know if that's true. Because I probably will also, and you'll join in with me. That's true. That's very true. You'll tempt me, like... I will! I absolutely will! I'll I'll tempt you with discourse. You're like the snake in the Garden of Eden. (laughs) (laughs) Tree of forbidden discourse. Anyway. (laughs) But, like, listen... I'm listening. The trend in the Marvel fandom right now is, like, everyone wants everything to be fucking endgame. And I'm sorry. It won't be, babes. It won't be, babes. Also, you're insane. Do you think... Because people were mad that Multiverse of Madness was two hours. People were mad that Love and Thunder was, I think, two and a half or two. I don't remember how long Love and Thunder was, but it wasn't three. They want everything to be three hours long. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I am not sitting my ass in a movie theater or even at home and watching a three-hour movie. The only reason I watched Endgame is because Wanda's in it. (laughs) There isn't going to be another three and a half hour movie, you stupid slut. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Um, so I watched this the day it came out, obviously. I actually, wasn't, I actually wasn't supposed to because uh, I wanted to watch this like with people and like with, I think, with Jamie, Jamie's partner and Jace. I wanted to watch it with them because I thought it was a cool little spooky season opener for the squad and 
we were gonna they came out the weekend that jamie came up to do the medical trip that he does every month and it was also the same weekend we were filming not filming god we were recording halloween and so we were like okay we'll just watch halloween on saturday so we can like take notes and shit and then we'll watch werewolf by night on sunday when jamie gets back but then it turned out Jace couldn't watch it on Sunday, and I, like Jace is my Marvel man, so I want him with me watching Werewolf by Night. Uh, so we just did a double feature that night because we were like, "Well, this is only an hour, and Halloween's only an hour and a half, so we did just the world's most insane little double feature." That is completely insane, and I respect you so hard for that. It was deep vibes. Anyway, so it was me, him, Jamie, and Jamie's partner Shelby crammed into my tiny little bedroom. Just, like, it was like being in a room full of straight men watching the Super Bowl, whose team is, like, not only winning, but absolutely crushing it. Like, the last, like, <laughs> the last ten minutes of this, we were hooting and fucking hollering. Oh my god. You know, was- that makes me so excited to watch Halloween movies with you guys when I come visit. Oh god, absolutely. I need to experience a, a cinema viewing with you and your siblings in which, like, there's just an, an insane amount of hooting and hollering going on. Like, this- we were so hype about this thing. It was- ugh, it was- And course. rightfully so, because this thing is fucking hype as hell. It's so good. It's like, so good! I love- like, I don't understand anyone who thinks that, like, the like Phase 4 of the MCU has been bad. No, Phase 4 of the MCU has been weird, and you're just cowards. You're all and you hate cowards. to have fun. You hate to have fun. You hate camp. You hate gay people. You, you definitely hate gay people if you hate uh, Phase 4 of the MCU. Uh, let, let me, by the way, addendum that. If you liked the first three phases of the MCU and you hate Phase 4, then you hate gay people. That's true. If you hate all of Marvel, then you just hate all of Marvel and whatever. That's fine. That's a different thing. And you're probably not even listening anymore. So. No, they, you, you you probably were like, yeah, this isn't for me. And you skipped it. And you know what? You have good taste. Thank you for understanding what you like and what you don't like, which is more than I can say for many people who review Marvel movies on Letterboxd. Taylor, that's more than you can say for people who review movies on Letterboxd. Okay. Can I talk about something that I found very infuriating? I would love to hear you talk about things you find infuriating, please. There was this letterboxd review oh god never, by ne- night Lis- listeners never a good way for a sentence to start and i'm not going to say this person's name because i was not raised in a barn but it is someone whose opinions up until now i respected <gasps> and it broke my heart to see them call they, they basically were like Anyone who's saying that this movie is, like, a good homage to Universal Monsters is, like, stupid. Because, um, they didn't even get the frame rate right. They just used a bunch of CGI crap and slapped a black and white filter on it. That's not imitating the Universal style. This movie fucking failed. And let- you. (sighs) I wish you could see my face right now. I wish you could see my fucking face right now. Hey, bud. Oh my god. Hey, bud. Are you mad that the Marvel movie looks like a Marvel movie? I Hey, 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 my my friend. My friend on the internet. Did you expect the MCU movie (laughs) to perfectly recreate 
the feel like the 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 visual aesthetic of the Universal Monster movies is that what you went into this movie thinking that it was going to be in your brain, and I, you were disappointed when it wasn't that. I want to know what this person thinks the word homage means. Like my guy. Obviously, it's going to just be a Marvel movie with some interesting cinematography and a black and white filter and a cool title card. And a cool practical werewolf, thank you very much. And a cool practical werewolf also. I I forgot about the cool practical werewolf. But like- (laughs) You forget about- it's called Werewolf by Night! It's gonna have CGI in it! And it's gonna be in widescreen. I'm so sorry. and And it's gonna look like way better quality because it was filmed on digital. I'm so sorry. That you were disappointed by this. You're I, watching a Marvel movie, my friend, from the internet. I feel insane. Just I just needed to get that out. I'm it, uh, And anyone, if you're this person and you're listening, I don't hate you. <laughs> I, I still respect most of your film opinions. But my god, that was a lot on my spirit. <laughs> it's like, my guy! It it's a Marvel movie! <laughs> weighed heavily on your soul. I feel um, like, um, oh my god, what's that one bit from Superbad where <laughs> Michael Sarah is like, fucking calm down, Greg, it's soccer. Fucking calm down, Greg, it's a Marvel movie. Fucking calm down, Greg, it's a Marvel movie. Like, you, like, it's, it's never that deep, though. It's never that deep. Okay, I'll shut up now. I just needed to, I just needed to talk about it because it was weighing on my spirit. <laughs> it's Okay. No, I completely understand as to why that would drive you insane. Because if I read that, if like I, I am secondhand experiencing this. If I read that, I think I would like just lose my entire mind. So you are brave, and you deserve a purple heart for this. Yeah, like anyway. Yeah, let's talk about good things. Yeah, I, I, I want to be happy today. Yeah, we're, 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 we're experiencing joy. This, this I'm may- choosing love, ladies and gentlemen. I'm choosing peace. I'm choosing peace and love on planet Earth. That werewolf looked so fucking good. I, okay. I want to just start off saying that I fell in love with this. Like, the instant that the opening Marvel, like, logo music changed. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Like, that claw mark comes across the logo, and you hear, like, that scream, and it changes to that, like, Universal Monsters score thing. Like, I like that's on my Halloween playlist now. And listeners, just for a background context, every time I watch a Marvel movie, I make the joke that the opening, like, Marvel logo music sounds so fucking smug, and I hate it. Because <laughs> it does. Because it does sound smug, and I'm sitting there like, okay, yeah, I... I know, you got me, okay? I'm here, I'm seated, Kevin. (laughs) But oh my god, the score of this, and like, just that opening especially, completely sets the tone. I love it so much. And like, literally, from the instant that it hit, I was like, okay, I'm here, I'm seated, I I love this. This is getting five stars on Letterboxd no matter what. It's just, like, yeah, that title card, too... Oh, it's so good. It was so fucking good. And I know it might seem weird if you haven't seen this movie to hear me be like, wow, the title card was really great. But like, the title card was really good. Taylor, I know this is like an editing light. Can you please like edit in the opening 
like 30 seconds of that because like I just want people to hear it. it yes, absolutely. So cool. Absolutely, I can. shit fucking slaps ah okay <sighs> hmm. i'm normal i'm normal i'm so normal about this okay can i say something to you yes but i want to keep talking about the score okay but just like quick when you said the moment i knew i loved i really thought you were gonna say the moment i knew i was in love with elsa bloodmere the moment i her name is elsa bloodstone fuck a convention brain <laughs> No! Oh god, I am in love with Elsa Bloodstone, though. I'm taking a brief horny moment. Elsa Bloodstone, I am free on Thursday. If you are free on Thursday as well, please contact me so we can hang out on Thursday when I am free, and I will do anything for you. She was giving... (laughs) She was giving, like, a good version of Kate Winslet... Not Kate Winslet, Kate Beckinsale in Van Helsing. Oh my god... The outfit, like, come on. Without, like, the stupid corset. Without the stupid corset that looks like her nipples are out. Whatever. I fucking we'll hate Van- that movie. We'll anyway. We'll get to Van Helsing. I okay. love and hate Van Helsing, but we know this by now. Anyway, back yeah. to the score. Go. Okay. Say the thing. So my fun fact about this movie is that the director also did the score and is, like, a really, like, famous composer. Like, he yeah, he's, like, a awesome- really prolific composer, isn't he? Yeah, he did, um, I know he got a, an Oscar for his score for Up, and there was a whole bunch of other movies that he's done. Like, you've definitely seen a movie that this man has scored. Especially if you watch, like, Pixar movies. He does a lot of Pixar movies. I thought it was such a cool and interesting combination of, like, roles to fulfill on a set, where, like, you're directing and then you're also scoring it. Like, I just, I thought that was so cool. Was this his first directing this was credit? His first, this is his first directing credit. Fuck. I know, right? That's so If this is your first fucking directing credit, oh my god, this movie slapped. Like, good for him. Yeah, literally, it's- oh my god. Imagine writing the score for Up, which is, like, one of the most iconic, not just animated films, but, like, film scores, period. And then your first time, you're you're like, I'm not- I'm not content with having done that. I'm gonna make a really fucking cool movie. I'm also gonna make- a werewolf movie for Marvel. <laughs> and and it slaps. Like Oh my god. Oh it's... my god. I I like I there's What a man. What a man. What a talent. I I genuinely I hope he does more stuff for Marvel and I hope he does more stuff in general. Me like, too. I I hope he continues to direct stuff cuz he the direction in this movie was like really good. So good. And again, I love when Marvel is weird. I love when it's weird. I know! They're at their best when they're fucking weird. Oh, I'm so glad that we're, like, imbr- we're like moving away. Like, listen, I'm fine with the Infinity Saga. There are some things in the Infinity Saga that I like. Obviously, like, I like Marvel as a whole. I am so glad that we're getting weird with it these days, though. Like, fucking 
WandaVision, Loki, Multiverse of Madness, this. Uh, there's other like there's other examples too. Like just all of Phase Four has been fucking weird, and I love it. Anyway, there is a place for con- like like very conventional filmmaking, and that place was before Endgame. Now it's fucking party time, ladies and gentlemen. The yeah. gay kids have taken over the playground, and we're here <laughs> to have a good fucking time. Truly, you know, truly. I mean, like, all right, like Sam Raimi is here. We love one. him. The gays love oh, him. Love him. We love Sam Raimi. Stan, Slay, etc. The, the gays love Sam. We're twenty minutes in. Let's okay. Let's talk about the fucking werewolf. Let's talk about. Mm, okay, first oh, of all, we need to get the obvious thing out of the way. He's a poor little wolf. Wolf. No, I was gonna say he's a werewolf, and his name is Jack Russell. I. I'm obsessed with that. Which is, like, I get that that's, like, from the comics, but it's really fucking funny. I love comic names. I hate comic names, but I love them. Oh my god. Yes. Chef Kiss. No notes. We have a werewolf superhero. What's his fucking name? It's Jack Russell, obviously. Okay, but, like, listen. If you were, like, parents in a werewolf bloodline curse family, and your last name was Russell, would you be able to resist... Would you be able to resist the bit? I would. I I would not be able to resist. I would be like, mm, I think it's time we got a little silly with it. I think it's time. It's, I think I think it's time we get in a little silly goofy mood. <laughs> Jack's parents were in such a silly goofy mood when they named him. They were like, they were like, actually, we hate this kid. <laughs> actually, fuck this baby. <laughs> we're naming him Jack Russell. This baby who will grow up to be a werewolf. Fuck this baby. <laughs> Fuck him, Jack Russell. Fuck him. His name is Jack Russell, and he has to deal with that forever. I adore him. He's he's so mm, he's so scrunkly. He's so he's a poor little wolf wolf. Oh, he's so pathetic. Ah! <laughs> and if you can hear the horniness in my voice, <laughs> <laughs> literally, like the instant this movie ended, Jamie like turned and looked me directly in the eye and was like, "I liked that man." <laughs> Me too, Jamie! <laughs> and I was like, I, I know, Jamie. I know. I also liked that man. He's oh my god, he was so hot. <laughs> oh my god, he was so hot. And, like, I've never seen Gail Garcia Bernal in, like, any other movies. I had been, like, vaguely aware of him as an actor. He was in that movie Ichimama Tambien, which I haven't mm. seen, but, like, people talk about as one of, like, the great you know, like, Spanish-language international cinema movies. I should mm-hmm. probably watch it, but it's, like, a romantic drama, so I probably won't. <laughs> it's not a genre um, film. We're sorry, I only like movies for sickos. <laughs> um, but people, like, film people talk about, like, other yeah. movies he's been in. So, like, I'd been vaguely aware of him as an actor, but now he's in a genre project, so I get to enjoy him. Yeah, now he's for us. Yeah, now he's for us, for the sickos, for the gays, for the Marvel fans, you know. The weirdos. Yeah. For the weirdos, playing the a weird, scrunk little werewolf. Oh my god. Okay. I thought the way they did the werewolf transformation in this was so smart. Oh my god, I know. I, it was so smart, so because good. like, you had to like throw a little bit of CGI in there, just to like, get across, hey, he's transforming. And then it cuts, 
and you only see it in silhouette. And that mm. is like the transition from human actor to a little bit of CGI to this whole full practical suit. It's so good. And it's smart in the way that it, you know, it's, it's, it's a smart way to do it. And it also plays into the homage to universal monsters because I was, and I have, I was listening to interviews with Michael Giacchino and he was saying like, one of the things I remember most about universal monsters is that the things that scared me in them the most were the shadows and things that you only saw in shadow things that you only like heard happening off screen and i love that approach to horror when it's oh, done well so good i love that approach because i think and I, I i don't know who said this but it was just a quote from like some horror person i my mind wants to say guillermo del toro but i don't think it's him but it's like the things you conjure up in your brain are always going to be scarier than what's on screen. And I think it's really clever when they can only like hint at things and then give you like the money shot in a little while. Because also after he transforms, we don't fully see him until that fucking money shot. Yes. It's really good. Oh my God. He's like fucking Alien encountering around the room. That's a deep cut for for my Disney Park fans out there. <laughs> if, you, if you thought my Haunted Mansion name fuck up from earlier was good, let me present to you Alien Encounter reference. <laughs> Only real girlies know. Anyway. <laughs> I, I just think it's so good. And that fucking practical suit looks incredible. Oh my god, it looks so fucking good, man. It looks incredible. And I just recently <clears throat> saw pictures of it like obviously like in color and also because it was just behind the scenes stuff and oh my god it's so good like all i can say is just it's so good it's i love a practical effect i just the entire concept of this movie is so sexy it's so sexy and i'm so glad because a lot of the leaks going around and like rumors and stuff from people who have insider knowledge quote unquote is that coven of chaos is going to have a lot of the similar vibes to this movie barring the violence which like spoiler alert this thing is brutal as fuck oh my god yeah because like the black and white really helps them get away with like just like blood spattering on the camera type shit yeah but anyway yeah i'm i'm glad that that is the rumor in terms for coven of chaos because if that's true i am fucking pumped also, there are un- more unconfirmed rumors that there might be a couple of Werewolf by Night characters in Coven of Chaos, which I'm hoping for because I think Elsa and Agatha interacting would be A, really hot, and B, really interesting. <laughs> for gay reasons and also for character reasons. Exactly. That's the, be- the two best kinds of reasons. Exactly. I think they should kiss. I also think they should kiss. Can I just say, I think it's really funny that people are like, people are like, oh man, Jack and Elsa, love interests. Like, they, you you sure, guys? Hey, this is peak gay lesbian solidarity. Sorry. You said it, and you're so right. You're so real for that. Okay, Jack and Elsa, fuck that. Jack and Ted, they're married. What is it with straight people? 
and putting gays named Jack and Elsa together. <laughs> oh no! That's another deep cut reference. I, I cannot believe you would bring fucking oh my rise God, of the I... brave tangled frozen dragons, bitch! I can't believe you'd bring that into our good Christian. Were podcast. you on Tumblr in 2012? I was. <laughs> Same here, baby. I was. I fucking remember that Jack Frost Elsa bullshit, and now you are forced to remember it too. I know you repressed it if you were there. Welcome but back. But now I brought it to the surface. Aren't you like yeah? Straight people podcast? love to take gays named Jack and Elsa and ship them together. I'm sorry, Jack and Ted are married. They're husbands. Look they are. This scene of them at the end when Over the Rainbow was playing on the radio, I was like, oh, interesting choice to have Over the Rainbow playing on the radio. Hi. You two, you, you two friends of Dorothy. <laughs> I know! Three friends Come of Dorothy. Come on! Hey, three friends of Dorothy. Elsa is also on screen while that's playing. Five, so. five, five. Come on now. Like, Look at them. seriously. On. Like, Look at them. Look, some, look at you, the- you got some full-on domestic camping shit happening while literally over the rainbow plays. Come on, guys. Look at these three. Look at these three and tell I'm me looking. that they're heterosexual. Tell me they're heterosexual. You can't. There's not a, a heterosexual among them. <laughs> I love gay people. I also love gay people. And this movie, this movie was about gay people. This is a movie about gay people. I love the whole setup of the fucking monster hunting society. And, like, listen, whenever I watch shit with, like, oh, like, this is, like, these are monster hunters. I'm always, like, oh, I would love to be in this club. But then I remember that I'm, like, a deeply (laughs) out of shape human being. I would get winded (laughs) chasing after a monster in two seconds. I can't be in this club. I would either get snapped in half by a monster, or I would try and fuck them and then get snapped in half. No, you know what? Actually, that would be a good way to get around not being physically fit enough to chase the monsters down. I could just, I could just seduce them and get them while there. Yeah. <laughs> or you, could I could just, I could just, or I, or I don't even have to kill them. I could just seduce. Yeah. Them. yeah. Um, I, I love that the monster hunters were like kind of a cult. Oh my god, it was so. Funny. Kind they of were a, fully like, a cult. Cult vibes. And I, I love you know here on Final Girl Files we love a cult. We love a cult on this. But this this is a cult positive podcast. Cult friendly. You heard it here first. It's also because both of us would get got so bad by a cult. That's we. You know what? We've both said it before, and I'll say it fucking again. Me and Jemmy, two of the most vulnerable people on earth, to joining a cult. Yep. So if, you if you're able to work. effectively make me feel like you're listening and you care about me, I will. I will murder for you. I will. Same, but it has to be like a sexy cult. It can't be like, like this. Cult. Exactly. It has to be like like it needs to be a cult. A cult with like an aesthetic. I yeah. Like, exactly. Scientology. I feel like I would just be like, no, I don't like the vibes here, and I'd leave. See, that's the thing. That's why there are no current cults. That's why I'm not currently in a cult. Right, because there's no sexy cults. It's because all of the current cults are, like, so, like, swagless and vibeless. Like, Scientology is so swagless. There's no sense of aesthetics here. (laughs) There's no sense of aesthetics. We've gone so off the fucking rails. Good. Anyway, back to Werewolf by Night. The cult is so sexy and not swagless like Scientology at all. Um, I love that the, like evil stone that's name I forgot 
the bloodstone yeah man you know listen like, i called them the fucking bloodmere family i'm so sorry that i can't remember anything that's true that's very um true. the bloodstone which like that's a thing in the vampire diaries yeah this is a crossover you didn't know oh wait no no the vampire diaries is the moonstone i'm so stupid <laughs> guys this is what you get when you get no notes vibes only like recording I do have a few notes that I've been going off of. <laughs> Mostly because it was hard to watch this movie and not comment on it. Honestly, yeah. I feel like like it's impossible to not watch this movie without like constantly being like, oh my god, oh my god. Hooting and hollering. Hoot- yeah, hooting and hollering. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I liked that the bloodstone was red and everything was black and white. I took the long way around to that thought, but it's fine. <laughs> It's alright, we, we, we meandered a little, but we got there. It's about the journey, not the destination. It's about the journey. That's the slogan for bitches with ADHD. <laughs> it's about the journey, not the destination. Also, it's not evil now because Elsa has it. That's so, you're, that's so true. Like, she's able to make that stone good. And but, hot but, and sexy and for the gays. MILFs can do that. MILFs can do it. Once again- it's another thing we say here on the Final Girl Files. A MILF can do anything she puts her mind to. It's true. This That's the moral of this movie, actually. Yeah. Um, I loved her. I loved her whole thing with, like, her, like, I love estranged child of, like, evil sorcerer family type shit. Oh, you must have loved her then. It's so good. And, like, so much fantasy media uses that trope of like you know like family of fucking evil wizards and the one kid who decides i don't think i want to be an evil wizard actually the one kid who's like hey this isn't normal i'm gonna i'm gonna go actually and then they come back and there's a whole hullabaloo made like i don't care how many times media does that trope i'll eat it up every time and this movie did it and it was fucking great i loved it Harriet Sampson Harris, by the way, is having the time of her fucking life playing Elsa's evil stepmother. She was having so much fun. She was giving, uh, like, like, Maleficent Cinderella stepmother, but, like, on methamphetamines. (laughs) Exactly. Like, (laughs) on crystal meth. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, she was... She's just really good. So good. Her whole, like, monologue with the coffin at the beginning. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> the part where she's like, oh, and he was an excellent lover, like, caressing the ca- caressing the coffin. And then it cuts to, like, everyone else's reactions, and they're all like, what the fuck, lady? <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe that I want to have as an old person, is just, like, weird old witch lady. I love that, like, that happened, and then also, like, the fucking, oh my god, the clockwork corpse. Can we stop? I know. And he like had his little message to deliver. He's like, good luck getting my magical bloodstone. And I, again, I love that it cuts to everyone else. And like, it's clear that this guy did this because he thought everyone would be into it. And like, he thought it was a good goof. And like, (laughs) everyone, like everyone else in the room is like, what in the fuck is happening? I feel like he came up with this goof like 30 years ago. Oh, for sure. And he like wrote it down and he was like, when I die, I need... Babe, I need you to do this. I need you to make my corpse into a clock. I need you to do this. My cult is going to eat that shit up. 
And no one liked it. And I need you to wind me up at my funeral so I can deliver the message to everyone. They'll love it. They'll and eat nobody it. did. Everyone was like, dude. Everyone what? was like, what the fuck? I think you said this to me while you were watching it, but I got, I also got like Twilight Zone vibes. From yeah, this. yeah, I, I definitely did. That was one of the first things that I thought. I was like, listen, I know this is like primarily like Universal Monsters. I get that that's the vibe, but something about it was very Twilight Zone to me. I can't like, I can't justify this, but it reminds me of the Twilight Zone episode, especially at the beginning with the masks. And I can't justify why. Like, I have no. What, the one with that woman who's, like, running around the hospital? No, 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 no. The one with, like, the guy who's dying and his family comes. Oh! He's, like, put on these masks and wear them for the rest of the night. And then at the end, they take them off and their faces have changed into the masks. Yeah. Yes. I was getting- You just spoiled that Twilight Zone episode. How fucking long has the Twilight Zone been a thing, Taylor? Long enough that there are people out there who are still watching it for the first time and you just ruined that episode for them. I'm so sorry that I ruined one of, like, God only knows how many Twilight Zone episodes. What if I hadn't seen that particular episode? Taylor, I would refuse to believe you if you told me that. <laughs> I know Yeah, you. I am the type of person who sits up late at night and just watches sci-fi reruns of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> That's so valid of you. Uh, if I'm flipping channels and I come across the sci-fi channel and they're fucking having a Twilight Zone marathon, which they always are. Because we don't have anything else. <laughs> I'm fucking sat, bitch. Oh, God. I'm fucking you. sat. Um, yeah, just something about, like, this important rich person has died. We must all gather at his old creepy house to pay our respects. Again, it's a trope that's in everything. I will eat it up every time. And it's because it's fucking great. It slaps. Oh, and it's it's also hand in hand with the best trope ever. The ready or not, like playing a deadly game at the rich person's house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so good. I also. Oh, let's also while we're talking about. I mean, we were talking about the practical werewolf. Can we also talk about the practical sets? Hello. They were so sexy. The interior of and like. <laughs> I do hate that we are in a point where it's impressive that there are practical sets. However, I understand Marvel's gonna marvel. Whatever. Um, I wonder if the... Have, you know how sometimes you'll see pictures of, like, how they had to film the Addams Family in, like, a pink house? Uh-huh. Do you think that this oh, set I, was, like, pink and, like, colorful? Oh, or, is, or is that something that, like, you only need to do if you're filming on black and white film? I don't know. I have an answer for this. Oh, I, you I, do? I, I've, well, I've never seen the set for this one, but I do know that when they were filming WandaVision, they had to have the... They had to do that with the set. And they also, instead of painting Paul Bettany red, they had to paint him blue. Because yes, I have seen yeah. pictures of him all blue. Yeah, they had to paint in blue because that's how they were trying to like color match it to vision in like in color. So the and the red just didn't work. <laughs> so they painted in blue. I don't know because I know I also know WandaVision. I'm I want to say, and I'm not a hundred percent on this because I haven't like watched a behind the scenes on WandaVision in a while. I want to say they were filming on period accurate cameras. 
for WandaVision? I feel like they were. I feel like they were. So maybe maybe Werewolf by Night wasn't because I I'm pretty sure they weren't for this one. I'm, no, I'm, I don't think they were. Um, it looks like it was filmed on digital and they just kind of put a black and white like filter over it. Yeah. Which like slay, it still looks good. Oh yeah, it still looks fucking phenomenal. But like, I, I wonder if that's like a film like you only need to do like the weird shit to the colors if you're filming on black and white film. Actually, let me. I I know this isn't. Uh, let me look up Werewolf by Night. Welcome to our new segment, Google. We're googling behind the scenes. Welcome to our new segment where we Google things. Because um, I forgot to look it up in advance. The only, the only non, the only like color image I'm seeing is from the outdoor scene and it doesn't look like they had to do too much like the plants are all still like green plants and stuff so I, I would I assume it is probably a filter but don't quote me on that oh wait no I see it on the inside it is yeah it's just a filter <laughs> nice it's just a filter they didn't have to change anything well I was getting really excited thinking about them having to film this movie on like bright colored sets yeah, that would have been, it would have been very good. That would have been very funny. Like, again, like I, I said this earlier, but like, it's so funny to see pictures in color of the set that they filmed the Adams Family on. It is. And it's pink as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just thinking about John Aston and Carolyn Jones walking around that set. It's just <laughs> very funny to imagine. Oh, just like full Morticia and Gomez, but everything around them is just like fluffy pink and blue <laughs> amazing amazing um so i guess they didn't have to do that with werewolf by night no they didn't from the looks of it we learn something new every day yeah that's what you turn that's what you tune into our podcast for right <laughs> we love learning the black and white really helped them get away with a lot of shit in this movie <laughs> dude the black and white this movie was so violent <laughs> this is like i like look Multiverse of Madness was violent for a Marvel movie. This is violent. Capital V violent. People are like getting fucking shot. Stabbed. The, stabbed, shot through the neck with a sword, axed to the face, getting like torn apart by fucking limbs ripped off. This movie's fucking brutal. It's like that last like sequence of jack like fighting all the guards in the that hallway where the blood literally is spattering on the camera like so good that was the point when like all like the whole room was just just hooting and hollering like oh god it's so fucking based it's based it's so good i think all marvel movies should be in black and white just so they can do that now (laughs) every marvel movie has now been rated r i'm here for it Honestly, what I want more than anything is for them, because this has been getting pretty decently good reviews. They need to see this. Kevin, Kev, my friend Kev. Listen, Kev. Kev, make me a fucking Werewolf by Night TV show. Kev. Please. Kevin. Kevin, young man, look me into the eyes. Mr. Feige, I know you listen to our podcast. You need to go to GameStop and get the Bambi PS2. (laughs) (laughs) And make me a fucking Werewolf by Night TV show. As far as I'm concerned, this was a 50-minute pilot. 
At least have these bitches show up in Coven of Chaos. Oh my god, please. That's all I want. That's all I want. Then it'll be These really- characters never return. Oh, they will. They I know, but will. if they don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking kill someone. <laughs> there will be violence. Killing and biting and violence. There will be killing and biting and violence. Just like this movie. Exactly. I'm I'm just gonna do a werewolf by night. I will I will rend the earth or Scour- something. Scourge the earth until I'll, Yeah, something. I don't know. I'll I'll do something. God, I just See, if they show up in Covenant of Chaos, it's really gonna be for the gays because apparently Billy and Hulkling are there too. Dude, so, I heard that! Love wins. We love gay people. Love wins is what I'm saying here. Love, loved, and if there's nothing else that you take from this particular episode of the Final Girl Files, take this. Love wins. Love wins. <laughs> when even when you least expect it to, <laughs> love wins, bitch. This is a movie about gay lesbian solidarity. That's it, no, I- it literally is. When she touched his face, and I was like, I made a, I think I made a joke to you that was like, oh, monster fucker rights, but like. I no, they're no. they're 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 friends. They are friends. They are friends. Friends is when you have a bud, you know. <laughs> friends is when you have a bud and you're both gay. God, that that is friendship. That's what I, that is actually what like a gay and a lesbian being friends is like. Yeah, one of you is a werewolf, and the other one is a milf, and the other one is a milf. Yeah, and that's and that's the recipe for the ideal friendship. And one of you was in a relationship with a big tree. Yep. I thought, while we're talking about Ted, love him first My off. friend? My friend Ted? Ted, my friend Ted. Man thing, as he is also called. But I, I love do him also. so much. He's so good. Also, I thought the black and white really helped, like, to pull off the CGI. Yeah, for, for, for sure. For sure. Like, obviously, it's still Marvel CGI, but I thought he looked pretty good. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Not nearly as good as the werewolf, but he definitely looked really, really good. Yeah. I mean, obviously not as good as the werewolf. You're never going to be as good as a practical effect. He was giving me big, um, like, tree beard from Lord of the Rings. Oh, for sure. There was definitely some inspiration happening there. Big tree beard energy. Big tree beard energy. Big tree beard energy. (laughs) Yeah, man. If you're like a bear, you should put that in your Twitter bio. I don't know anything about, like him in the comics but i do love him here and i hope to see him again yeah me too i hope that him and his husband come back for many more adventures in the marvel <laughs> movies him and his husband and their lesbian friend and their lesbian bestie and i hope that their lesbian bestie gets to hook up with agatha like she deserves to agreed agreed milf for milf so yeah this slapped this rules marvel please do more of this yeah i want this all the time forever i want this energy in the rest of your projects marvel all of them Bring this to Coven of Chaos and I will consider I will consider being like a genuine Marvel fan instead of like a uh like I only really like phase four and a few other things Marvel fan. Instead of a I only watch things that Jemmy tells me to watch. <laughs> you didn't have to call me out like that. The way I like so what the You had to thing- basically hold a gun to my head to get me to watch this. It's we can admit that live on mic. The first thing I did when I when I finished this movie was I, I messaged Taylor. I was like, oh my god, you need to watch Werewolf Fight Night. It's so good. 
And I did this with the knowledge that she probably wouldn't right away. No, I'm bad at watching things, friends. We know this. So I was like, well, my my original like plan to get Taylor to watch this was to just do like a watch party kind of situation, which would have been fun. But then I was like, oh, I can do that and also and also have a little uh little content for the podcast. Halloween treat. As you know, one of my prime motivations for for having this podcast at all is to make Taylor watch things. So I mean, that's also why I am here. So that's all. That's what all we're here for is to make each other watch. Just, things. just to force each other to watch our favorite movies. And that's I was just watching it. a Clockwork Orange, and I didn't finish the movie, but I did get to the part where he is like having his eyes held open and is being forced to watch. Like I don't know, he's like being brainwashed. And I'm just sitting here watching that scene, thinking to myself, like, man, this is what it's like when I get Jimmy to watch shit like Dracula 80, 1972. <laughs> okay, but Dracula 80, 1972 was incredible. And yeah, I'm so but like, I but I, I, I did kind of have to hold you down and hold your eyes open. <laughs> as, as do you with me. Like, yes. we're just bad at watching things. This is what I, that's what I did to you to watch this. Exactly. We're just constantly Ludovico techniquing each other. Anyway, uh, I think this is going to be a Halloween staple for me. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, yeah, T. Like, this is definitely going into the rotation. It's going The rotation, rotation that I haven't started yet, even though it's currently October 21st. I mean, you're waiting to get down here. I have so many movies to watch that I haven't watched yet. <laughs> I mean, you're waiting to get here. That's why. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I can't watch Tim Curry voicing Stephen King as an evil anime wizard. Yes, you can. Without you guys. Exactly. Exactly. That was you a reference to Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, which is like a really a actually like shockingly good movie. But also like the sentence, Tim Curry voices a Stephen King parody who is an evil wizard with like an anime battle sequence. And yes, listeners, he is a dilf. He, oh my god, he's so hot. No, we need to stop now. I can't, I can't start talking about how that character changed me fundamentally as a person. Listen, whether you were, like, a dilf lover or someone who was into hot goth chicks, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost did change you. Did, that movie did something to you. If you're gay, And luckily for me, I'm both of those things. If you're gay- and you were a kid in, like, the 90s, this movie did do something to you. It did something. It did fucking... And it did a lot of things to me, personally. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, this is going in the rotation with, th- with that particular movie, along with, like, all the Halloween towns, Hocus Pocus, Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, which also has a dilf in it. Oh, are we not mentioning that Halloween Town has a dilf in it? Oh, no, Hall- the first Halloween Town does have a dilf in it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, before we, like, just devolve into kink-shaming Taylor on air, we already did that. <laughs> you want to check out our freaky episode. We already did that. Yeah. Yeah, this one's going in the rotation. It's, like, I already have two pieces of the score on my Halloween playlist. Like, it's... Because it's the a slay. Open, The opening of my Halloween playlist is, like, the title. The main title. So, That's so sexy. I love that. By the way, it is called... On the the soundtrack main as in M A N E title, which <laughs> you love to see it. That's fucking funny. That's fucking funny. So yeah, I, honestly, like 
I almost want to like if 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 what we've said here, if you're not even a Marvel person, and what we've said here has intrigued you, I, th- you I still probably, think you should give it a shot. Yeah, you could probably watch this. It's not long. It's fifty three minutes, and it's like it's not tied at all to like any other Marvel thing. No. Like, even less so than other... Like, I understand that if you're not into Marvel movies, your friends are always telling you, watch this, it doesn't doesn't have anything to do with the other lore, and then you watch it, and it's, like... Incomprehensible. It it, it is incomprehensible because you don't know the lore, and you're like, my friends lied to me to get me to watch this movie. This is not that. This actually has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, the only, like, reference to the broader Marvel story there is is in, like, the first five seconds, and it's literally in the intro just a fucking picture of the avengers yeah like it's literally like if you're not looking at the screen for like two seconds you could miss it it just happens to be based on a character from marvel comics like it doesn't really have anything to do with like the wider mcu exactly like if you just want like a cool bite-sized little universal monster homage watch this it's good like it's it's really good it's under an hour long it's 53 of God's minutes. 53 of God's minutes. What are you doing for 53 minutes? Jerking off? <laughs> you could be watching this. <laughs> you could be watching Werewolf by Night. And then go jerk off because there's hot people in this. Exactly. You know? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I hate this podcast. I also hate this podcast. I'm always like, you know, maybe this won't be insane. Oh, you... Taylor, did you And really then it think, always is. Did you really think the episode about us talking about a Marvel thing wasn't going to be insane? No, the, that's that's true. The last time we talked about a Marvel thing on this podcast, I was drunk on the air. You were. <laughs> and talking she, about she, my wife. She was drunk on set, ladies and gentlemen. Drunk on set. I had Drunk listen. on set. You'll never believe what she did to me on set. <laughs> listen. Full disclosure. When we recorded our Multiverse of Madness episode, I'd just gotten back from Mother's Day brunch, probably appropriately, and I did have have a mimosa. So if you listen to that episode and I sound like a drunk valley girl talking about my wife, that's why. It's because she was. Because I was. All right. Well, uh, happy Halloween. (laughs) Yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. Have a spooky, yuki Halloween. We will, as you listen to this be hanging out we'll probably be like out on my hopefully out of my yard if it doesn't fucking rain like it's apparently supposed to next yes. weekend i'm like holding a gun at the sky <laughs> praying for it not to rain if you're, I- you're holding a knife up like that one picture the screenshot from parks and rec that's like stay back slut bro if i brought if i bought a fucking fog machine for the yard and i don't get to use it this year because it rains i am gonna like rain hell down on whatever like we're both threatening biting and killing and violence on this particular episode it's true we're we're emulating mr russell exactly my my very good friend jack russell my very very good friend who i love my friend who lives in the television exactly all right uh i what the fuck are we doing after this we're doing uh hot witch november is it suspiria first and I think it's Lords of Salem first. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, we'll see y'all for Lords of Salem in, like, a week. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Bye. Halloween. Bye.